men uh, and ladies, a uh, few good men, few good ladies, uh, to take our place. Uh, we'll be moving, somebody needs to take our place in places elsewhere. Uh, I think about uh, what the head chaplain in the state of Alaska told me is roughly two, two and a half years ago. We were just had, and so that's the opportunity that's out there. We were able to put Brother Coulter there. You support Brother Coulter, and Brother Coulter's just of next week, and so he'll be going back. And if you will, just pray for Brother Coulter. He's doing an excellent job. He's had souls to be saved. He read me his prayer letter that he was fixing to send. It's tremendous. It's tremendous. You need to read that prayer letter when it gets here, Brother Coulter Patterson. It'll just bless your heart. It's so simple and profound at the same time, if I can say it to you like that. That's our hometown, Whitfield, Dalton, and we'll be in the jail there. So we're looking forward to that. And then if you will, uh, pray with us about this. Just pray, Lord will send it in. I'm not hinting this, not hint faith, unless you got a million dollars, but uh, I'm joking, okay? But if you will, pray with us. In July, we'll be back up in Alaska and so right now, the plane tickets are running about 1400 apiece. And so they want both Gail and I to be there. So they really want Gail, and I'm tagging along. Okay, so anyway, I'm joking, amen. But if you will, that's roughly $2,800. That's just hitting the ground. Then there's uh, expenses um, the entire time that we're there. So if you will, it's because of souls. Now turn with me tonight, if you will, to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 16. Uh, the home builders class, I think about something that I could share and something that I could say. I'm just going to kind of teach through this tonight, not necessarily right back in preaching, but just kind of teaching through it. And uh, if you look with me in Romans chapter 16, Romans chapter 16, if I counted correctly, counting mother in verse 13, I believe it's 28 names that are given. These are salutations or at least at best an honorable mention of those people uh, to whom that has labored with the Apostle Paul and laboring with him at his time. And so, if you will, let's look in Romans chapter 16. We'll start in verse 1. We're not going to go very far tonight. I want to uh, look in verse 3, 4, and 5. That's where I have my thought. Uh, verse 1, I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Sincera, I believe it is, that you receive her in the Lord as become a saints, and that you assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a succor of many, and of myself also, Greek Priscilla, and Aquila, and of my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my well-beloved Epipaneus, I believe it is, uh, who is the firstfruits of Achia unto Christ. Now let's stop right there. We'll have a word of prayer, and we'll start talking out of this passage of Scripture. Our Father, we love you, and we come now in the blessed name of the Lord Jesus we come with a grateful, thankful heart. Thank you for this privilege. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for these hearts that have come out tonight to receive uh, in this Sunday school hour uh, uh, the word of God. Jesus said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. 
So Lord, bring to my remembrance the scriptures, the illustrations, each and everything that would be pleasing unto you. Help me not to say any more. Help me to say what you'd have me to say. And Lord, be complete in Christ and and, uh, satisfy you, Lord, please. Now help us in Christ's name we ask it. Amen and amen. Thank you. Now look with me. I want to talk to you tonight for just a little while. Actually, there's, again, I think it's 28 names if you count uh, in verse 13, salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord and his mother. Now, her name is not mentioned, or at least I don't think it is, but we see that, and so I think there's 28 total here. And as you look at Romans chapter 16, and again, I was thinking about what I might teach in the home builders class uh, that uh, pastor has been teaching and sharing with you, and so I think about this couple here. This couple right here, number one, can say to you in Romans uh, verse uh, 16, uh, 3 through 5, we see a wonderful passage wherein God uses a husband and a wife. Think about that. A husband and a wife. Boy, has that ever dawned on you, that God can use a husband and a wife. I'm glad the kids are grown now. You say, why? Because it's just Gail and me now. Amen. And, uh, you know, I'm looking, I, I've looked forward to that, and she goes with me. And we have a good time as far as ministry. I think back we October, we had our uh, South Carolina Blitz, the first week of October, and um, with them instead of myself. I just feel more comfortable with that. And I don't know, I think she said, come on, go with me. So I went with her that night, and uh, we began to deal. I think there was four ladies that came forward. And so she took one, and I was left with three, okay? And so she was able to win that one to the Lord. I was able to win those three to the Lord. And so it just turned out good like that. I I think about another time at the county jail. And, uh, you know, I started the service out that evening with prayer. Let's open up. Have you got any prayer? Have you got anything that you want to pray about? And this one lady over here, she raised her hand. And I mean, she just unloaded. And I don't mean that bad or disparaging. But what I'm saying to you, I never got to the lesson. I was answering questions. And Gail was helping me as we were answering the questions. And so what I'm trying to get you to see is when it comes to ministry, this is a wonderful opportunity for both husband and wife to minister together. That's what I want you to see. Now, I know that some of your your wives may not be here. Some of your, your husbands may not be here. I understand that. I accept that. But I'm talking to you in this respect on the home builders, what a family can do. May I say to you, number two, it's it's a great way to do ministry with your spouse. Just think about it. You you two can go and maybe you knock on a door, you're on visitation, they allow you to come in, Uh, the husband takes the lead, the wife joins in, uh, sitting here as a husband, sitting there as a wife. And the next thing you know, you're ministering to them in a great way, a mighty way. Uh, The world don't know nothing about it, but the world don't have to know nothing about it. Christ knows about it, and he's using you. A lot of times in our prison revivals for new people that come and go with us, uh, I'll look at them and I'll say, hey, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I don't know, that's a good question. Let me try to find out an answer and I'll try to get back with you. And so if they're back in that unit and they find out an answer, then they can go to that person and help that person 
and minister to them. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we, we think that I'm joking, but what I'm saying to you is this right here. You begin to see patterns of people asking questions somebody, and we need some help. And maybe talk with my pastor about it, and you can go from there. And, and you can help somebody. And then thirdly, can I say to you, it could be a couple out there that needs you. Now think about that. You and your wife. You two. Chris, you and your wife, Megan. And, and right back here with uh, Dallas, thought of somebody to lean on and to help. And it might be your kind words that will take and help them go forward. Now, as we look at this, okay, and no doubt, as you think about his name, and then as you think about his life, he began to fly high like an eagle for the Savior. Uh, you think about that, it was a wonderful thing that took place. Now, what is believed by some historians is that he was a uh, Roman senator's slave by the name of Aquila. And upon Claudius Caesar, when he means old-fashioned. Now think about that. Hey, somebody, I heard somebody say yes or so, it means somebody's been studying besides me, and that the Christian does. And so they may look as it's strange. If you turn to 1 Peter 4 and verse 4, he says, We're in with them to have overcome the world. And now we're to we're in the world. We have to live in this world, we have to deal with, and so forth and so on. It doesn't mean that we have to slide back into it. You're either swimming upstream or you're floating down. Did you hear that river? Just push the love you. Now, as we think about this, let me give you four things to think about tonight when we think about their marriage. They were wholly committed in marriage. They were committed in marriage. And you'll find in the scripture, uh, he moves in to their uh, and starts living, I guess you'd say, with them, not, I think, things to think about. First of all, I want you to notice with me their testimony. Their testimonies. You think about it, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19. You might want to write these down. The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with, uh, with the church that is in their house. Think about that. We have our beautiful sanctuaries. Some ch churches are so large and so great in size, and some are uh, uh, like we are, uh, a smaller uh, smaller congregation. But listen, they have their churches in homes. And you think about it, when Paul, in one place, and I'll, I'll give you the passage in just a few minutes, but in one place, he takes with them Aquila and Priscilla, and they go with him, and then he leaves them, and they begin to set up shop, and they begin to set up and begin to do ministry. And he goes into the synagogues, and he begins to teach there. And, uh, you know, they had their home. Can you imagine? Here's a woman. She had to be a strong-willed woman. And there's nothing wrong with that. We'll talk about it maybe in just a minute. But as you think about her having to be a strong-willed woman, can you imagine? She probably took the clothes on her back, maybe a little bit more, and off her and her husband go, and they're gone. Now you think about that. They hop aboard, a, uh, 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 I started to say a flight. That's not quite right. They hop aboard a boat, okay? And, and they go. And I think, I'm trying to think of where it's at. Maybe I can give it to you in just a minute. And they set up shop, 
and they begin to uh, start with nothing. And they make their home, we'll talk about that in a little bit, a place, a habitation for God. And so, 26, and there we see their teacher. Who are we talking about here? Who are we talking about? Apollos. Apollos. And as they heard him, they, not he, they. I want you to see that. They. And listen, ladies, I'm not so dumb that I cannot conceive in my mind that God cannot speak to a woman. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was somewhere a while back, Gail and I was, and a lady was talking to us, and she she said, God spoke to me and he gave me a met. And she stopped. She didn't say it, it was a word message. She's a teacher. And I looked at her and I said, I understand what you're talking about. God speaks to women just like he speaks to men. I want you to understand that. Now, let's read this verse again in verse 26. And he be, began to speak boldly in the synagogue, Apollos did, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfect or more correct. And so, no doubt, Priscilla was helpful to Aquila. If you'll study out your Bible, your King James, you'll find Aquila and Priscilla is mentioned five times. Two of those times, she is mentioned first. Three of those times, Aquila is mentioned first. Some believe that she was a strong-willed woman, and there's nothing wrong with a strong-willed woman, but she was capable of teaching. Now, I understand what Scripture says. I agree with it. A woman to stay silent in a church, okay? Can I get an amen? Good. Y'all look like I was running down the wrong uh, rabbit trail or something. Amen. I understand that. I understand that. But may I say to you, when you study out the early deaconesses, and I'm I'm Baptist, okay? I'm independent Baptist, okay? Don't uh, don't don't get worried here. The deaconesses were women. They were not deacons as we know deacons of today, but they would take and they would teach the other women. I've said this to you before, <clears throat> let me say it again, Titus chapter 2, but speak the other things that become sound doctrine, that the aged men be uh, sound in faith, grave, uh, sober, uh, um, I can't remember it all, that the women likewise, that they be in behavior that becometh holiness, not false accusers, nor given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children. Then he gives more things down through there. Uh, and, and so you have the ability to teach. You have the ability to teach women. I don't think you should usurp authority over men. Y'all with me? Thank you. You men give me a man every now and then or an old me or an me old man, but give me something, okay? But I'm trying to say to you, you have a place. You have a place where you can minister. You have a place where you can help. And a lot of times we think that ministry is all about me. No, it's all about him. You understand what I'm saying? And so we see this. 
And what I'm trying to get you together tonight is look at the possibilities and the areas where husband and wife teams can work together. And again, there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know, but I'll try to get back with you with an answer. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with two men on visitation if you go like that. And, and, and someone says something to you, well, I don't know. Let me, let me check on that. Let me pray about that. Let me study it out. Let me talk to my pastor. Be honest. And, and try to have an answer like that. And if you tell them that you're going to give them an answer, go back and give them an answer. You understand what I'm saying? And so we see there's their testimony. We see their teaching. We see their travels. Acts 18 and verse 18. And Paul, after begins to set up home, he begins to set up the trade and they just move from place to place. And a lot of people might not like that. A lot of people might not be interested in that. A lot of people would uh, might rather, you know, just my home and, and here, and that's my spot. And I understand that. But listen, in ministry, where can Christ take you? I, I think about the apostle, or excuse me, not the apostle Paul, but one of our men in our ministry, Brother Keaton, Brother Robert Keaton and Miss Debbie, and God's used him, and uh, he's done such a great work. Uh, he continues to do such a great work. And Brother Robert and Miss uh, Debbie, they had uh, a son, they had a daughter. Their daughter goes off to Bible college, and she meets a, a young man. They marry. They've been, I think it's going on around 20 years, if not over, in Africa. They've raised their four kids. One of the kids, daughter, anyway, here. You understand? You understand me. You're with me. And so I'm just saying to you, why can't discern but begin to soul win and work in your local area, bringing people to Christ, so forth and so on? It's it's families like you right here. If I could point at you, not to put you uh, on the spot or nothing like that. It's like this family, young man, and, and so forth, all around. Brother, I'm not trying to leave nobody out. Back there in the back, amen? Getting out and knocking on doors and helping people. Helping people. We've got a lot of people out there that are hurting. We come into church, I've said this before, we come into church and sometimes people are smiling on the outside and on the inside they're falling apart. The church serving the Lord, just doing what God wants you to do, and God will bless you. God wants you to do some things, and if you do those things, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Isaiah 119. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Psalms 37, verse uh, uh, 4, with different churches, because we're gone so much, and and so forth and so on. And if I come in like into this church, I'd rather give out your gospel tracts than I had my gospel tract. And the reason why is because I'm saving my gospel tract. No, I'm joking with you. Amen. The reason why is because your gospel tract will have the name of your church and your phone number and your pastor's name on it. And mine doesn't. There's nothing wrong with a strong-willed woman. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. As long as a strong-willed woman knows her place, the head of the man, Christ, okay, or God, okay? And what I'm trying to get you to see is that we see these. 
Let me give them to you very quickly. If you look in Acts 18.2, there you'll find it is Aquila and then uh, uh, with his wife Priscilla. If you look in Acts 18 and verse 18, and Paul, after this, tarried there yet a good while, and then having shorn his head uh, uh, in Sincera, for he had a vow, uh, eight, eight to Acts 18.26, and began to speak boldly in the synagogue, <clears throat> whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Uh, Romans 16 and verse 3, glute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much. Submit yourself to your husband. I think about people that say, well, he real sweetie and don't own the potty. Okay. All right, let's go on. Okay. I'm not trying to be cute. I'm just trying to give you some things to think about. Always allow your husband to be the leader of the home. For the husband, Ephesians 5.23, is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Okay, so there we have it. Now, let's come back. Let's look at some other things. There's their trade, and then we see their treasures. You find this in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 19. Salute Pris Prisca or Priscilla and Aquila uh, and the household of Onipasor. Uh, uh, on okay, you got it, okay? Maybe I can get it later, okay? So we see there's their testimony, their teaching, their travels, their trade, their treasure. And then secondly, if you will, I want you to notice with me they were helpers with the Apostle Paul. Now, can you imagine that? Paul was a strong-willed cloric. I think you understand that, don't you? You know, he was cloric. Well, to a degree, Priscilla was too. Can you imagine if them two disagreed? I'm joking. Really, I'm joking. You, just, uh, you know, and Paul would say, now, Priscilla, you know, like that. And I'm joking as I say that. But uh, they were helpers of the Apostle Paul. Notice with me in Romans 16, verse 3, go back to the scripture. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. The word greet is, the, is from the Greek word aspazomahe, I believe it is, aspazomahe, uh, and it's derived from alpha. And it has the thought of the embracing or the enfolding of the arms, but uh, uh, it's more, it's to embrace, to greet, and to salute. Then he calls them my helpers, and it's the Greek word synergos, and it means co-laborer or a companion in labor. It is a helper. So he's greeting them as helpers. These are my helpers. These people are special to me. They're helping me. They are giving of their time and of their life and of their talent. They're doing this for the gospel's sake. I think about young married couples that are young married. But what I'm saying to you, as you establish yourself, keep yourself flexible to the will of God. 
Let me ask you this. I, I believe the preacher here is. Now, I didn't say, mother-in-law, he's perfect. Okay? She's looking at you real mean, son. Mean. Aren't you glad, Dallas, you're not in that seat? <laughs> Let's go on, amen. I believe he wants the will of God for his life. I believe Brother Dallas back there, in the long run, wants the will of God for his life because of the preaching. Is that not right, brother? It's because of the preaching and the call that God has upon his life. But what about you? If we stop for just a second, what about you? Does that ever occur? Your grandfather, Pappy, do you want God's will for your life? Let me show you something I know is the will of God for your life. Right now at the present time. Leading the singing. Can I tell you some things that are the will of God for your life? Go to church. Go to church on Sunday. Go to church on Sunday night. Go to church on Wednesday. We get so busy in our hustle and our bustle and our going and, and, and we're marching towards personal goals. But what about the flexibility? Instead of a whatever an hour job in the world, you take a class. And those little ones, you're helping to mold and the shape from here and here forward. That's what I'm saying to you. Listen, God's got a will for every one of us. Every one of us. If we'll just get in, Chris, I'm not fussing. It's not my business. I don't. Hey, I remember when you played the bass. What did you say in the book of Revelation? Nevertheless, where to we have already. No, that's the wrong verse. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. That's not it. But he said, remember from whence, Now I don't mean this as it may sound, remember from whence thou art fallen and return and do thy first works again, or else I will come unto thee and remove thy candlestick from out of this place. I think it was to the book of, or to the of Ephesus church, I believe it was. But he says, remember, go back, start again, pick up where you left off. How long has it been since you've cried before the Lord? I use that quite often. And you ask of him, and you say to him, Lord, I'm so sorry. How long has it been since you've prayed, and you've got alone, and you've had that time with him, and then you got up, and you've done it? It's one thing to pray, and then go right back out to where you're at. But I'm talking to you about, listen, what is God's will for your life? God has a will for him, and he has a will for you. And he has a will for you, and you, and you. 
And for me and for every one of us here, God has a will for our lives. And that's, listen, can, can you not sense with me that's putting the two by four up and beginning to frame the walls? Do, do you not see that? It is. And, and I think about dollar raise to stay. And he come with our ministry. Uh, they were helpers with the Apostle Paul. I, I gave you the Greek word greet and helpers and uh, so forth and so on. Uh, let me go a little bit further. Think about that. Go back to Romans chapter 16 for just a second. Look in verse 1. I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Sincera, that you receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that you assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you, for she hath been a succor of for the apostle Paul. You ever thought about that? The woman. And this wasn't a 25-mile trek down the road. This was a laborious, a laborious uh, labor from that point to that point. Not just a few miles, many. And she takes it to Rome. She had a commission, so to speak. Don't go out of here in Shanghai and say I'm a whatever, you know. I'm trying to get you to see something. Now, let's go on. They, Aquila and Priscilla, look with me. Romans 18 and verse 18. Turn there. And Paul, after this tarried there yet a good while, we've this church. They begin to labor. They begin to labor there. They're laboring in it. I think it was, was it John, was it John Mark? Okay, this crowd's looking at me, so that tells me y'all don't know. Amen. All right, let's let's leave that alone. Let's go on. But they were counted capable of carrying the gospel. They set up their home. She pulls out her extra dress, and she hangs it up. They go down to the flea market or wherever. They find some good-use furniture. They take it back. They set this up. This becomes their place. He's out acquiring jobs of making tents and so forth and so on. They don't just idly they don't just idle by. They're busy in the gospel. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. And sometimes God takes people, and sometimes God takes men and hardest things. I've seen it. I've seen it in times past. And that is when a mother, mother and a father, uh, and their son or their daughter, married usually one of the two, it being their son or it being their daughter, and they say, Mom, we're going with the Rock of Ages. And we'll probably be moving. And to their two sons, they're our grandboys. Thank God they're four and a half hours away. Amen. <laughs> I meant that good now. What are you going to do with your ministry? What do you want to do with your ministry? How far, what, 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 
Where do you want to take it? I think about a man that was with our ministry, and he was, oh gracious, year after year he plowed the fields of Missouri prisons, and he won men and women to God left and right. And you know what he was before? He was a preacher. He worked on diesels. That's what he worked on. God called him away from that and put him into something else, working on the lives of people. Now, they were capable of carrying the gospel. And then Acts 18 and verse 19, and he came to Ephesus and left them there, but he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. They were couriers of the gospel. Every one of us were couriers of the gospel. Do you have your gospel tracks? Sometimes we get busy and we forget our gospel tracks. I was taught in soul winning that when you put your gospel tracks in, Put them in backwards. And the reason why you put them in backwards is because you can pull them out forward. And you hand that gospel tract to that person. That's some of the things that we were taught when I was taught soul winning. I remember the first uh, couple that I was able to win to the Lord. His name was uh, Larry, and her name was Shannon, and they had a little child. And the man that I was with, Brother Mike, he said, do you want to go on down and finish the row out? And he said, then we'll know where to start the next week. We'll start on the next street behind that uh, in our soul winning visitation. And so I said, let's do. It was approaching 9 o'clock. It was getting a little bit late, 8.30, 15, 20 till, something like that. And so we go in and we sit down and they're open and receptive and we went them to the Lord. I showed them the plan of salvation. I just bought a small Bible. I bought it. It was a whole Bible and I could put it in my back pocket and carry it with me. I could memorize when I would go to plant after plant and I'd be unloading chemicals or something like that from a, a tanker. And uh, uh, that's what I would drive. And so what I'm saying to you, God said, give it to them. I said, I just bought this, Lord. He said, give it to them. They don't have a Bible. And I said, Lord, I just bought this, boy. It's brand new, Lord. This thing costs $19. He said, give it to them. And so they come to church on Sunday. They join our church. They're baptized by our pastor. Later on, God calls that man to preach. And that's what's happening here. That's what's happening here. You're seeing people come. And it's all because the gospel, how much and how often, I don't know. I don't, I don't talk to Brother Josh about it. I, mean, I just, I didn't have, hadn't. But what I'm saying to you, it's going forth. And how much more? On visitation, look here, if you have a Thursday night visitation, I don't know how you do your program, but if uh, this couple goes together, and, and then what about this couple? You say, well, we've got two kids, uh, and, um, uh, um, well, use duct tape. I'm joking, amen, I'm joking, okay? But maybe one lady or two ladies can watch them this week, and then they go, but can, can, that's what I'm trying.
Chris, don't get so busy putting them air conditions in. You'll be out there in a hurry and you'll get shocked by the wrong if you're not careful. You can. Boy, it's a wonderful way. After you get through with visitation and you're headed home, you can snuggle up to hubby. Give me your hand, man. I'm joking. I'm just trying to tell you. It's a good way. It's a good way to do visitation, you and your wife. Um, they hazard their life, their lives for Christ. It's our third point. You find this in Romans 16, 4, if you will, turn with me. And the Bible says, Who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. It's uncertain as to when this incident may have happened. We have some places that it may have been in the book of Acts, but it doesn't identify it. And so there might be some problems along the way. You can expect that. You can expect that. There will be problems along the way. And thank God we're not in a place where Christians have been cast out like in Rome. Thank God we're not in a place where Christians are being martyred. It may come, may come sooner than what we think, but right now, I don't know if you know this or not, but do you not know that it's America's being called a post-Christian nation? Do you know that? And so what should that make us want to do? It, it should make us want to do more for Christ. It should make us want to get out there and go. Take your gospel tracts. Take your Bible or your New Testament. Have a pencil and a piece of paper. If they're out of question, down. Sometimes on visitation when I've been uh, from cell block to cell block or if I've been on the dorms and I sat with a man on the bunk and I, I can't win him to the Lord, I do something intentionally. I was taught this. But I, I, I put him down and we'll have a card if we have professions of faith or if they need a Bible, then we write their names down like that right there. But on the back, it's got a place for notes. And I said, now give me your name. Now what is your name? John Doe. Okay, now, Mr. Doe, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put out here, I'm going to be praying for you, but I'm putting out here, lost. Lost. And I show it to him. I'm trying to remind him one more time. You're lost. Do you know what that means? Does he know what that means? That's why, and I'm going to be praying for you that God will save you now. I'm going to be praying for you. Okay? All right. Can you not do that? Can you not come back? Can you not come back in maybe a, a week? Can we come in and talk to you for a little while? And then you go in, you sit down, and you... Now, tell me, have you this man or this woman's heart and rekindle the fire? 
Maybe the Holy Spirit has already been doing that since you left. Have you given it any more thought now? You remember on my card, put your name down there, and I put out there lost right beside it because you need to be saved. Have you thought any more about it? You understand what I'm saying? Well, what if they shut the door in your face? I'd leave. I'd just get in the car and leave. Amen. That you couldn't go to your pastor and say, Preacher, can you teach me how to win somebody to the Lord? Dallas, you may not know. I'm not trying to embarrass you. And I'm not asking. I'm just simply saying, why stay in them? He wasn't even with the Rock of Ages at the time, but he come to our church and he preached a revival. And in the day, every day that week, he taught soul winning. And a lot of people think that soul winning is just, all right, here's the Romans road, the Romans plan of salvation. Okay, but it's more to that. You've you got to be repentance. Or you might say something else instead of God's all over you. You might, you might say, and he's dealing with your heart, isn't he? That's how I know. I just knew it. I knew it. Time. It's time that you come. Let's get on our knees and let's ask the Lord. Ask him to come into your heart and life. And, and let's bow right now. Would you pray? Sometimes you have to be. Am I right, preacher? You, you have to be. Me for a second. You know who my best counselor is? Sitting right there. And so, watch that one. When I pastored my little church, she'd say, I don't trust her. And it wasn't because she was jealous. It's because of the gifts that was in her that I lack. And I have gifts that she lacks. And at the first, listening. I'm just trying to say something to you. Well, will Christ take you and your husband? He's saying, I don't think so. But listen, listen, listen. Here's the thing. You'll never know. I'm trying to tell you something. That's my boy. That's my soul winner right there. I'm so proud of him. He worked with his pastor. He worked with the men of the church. And his soul win. Or he was a soul winner. And it take a great super duper education. All it takes is a willing heart, Miss Megan. It's all it takes, Chris. Just a willing heart. Just a w- making fun of you. 
I'm saying, what can be? Some of you might have, you slipped out on us, didn't you? Some of you might have to quit that cussing. Yeah. God will use you. Let me give it to you. The sacrifices, I'll give you three types. The sacrifice of our lives. Lips. Romans 12.1, sacrifice of our life. The sacrifice of our livelihood. Salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. I hadn't heard it in a long time because it's old. But I'd preach I'd hear preachers preach on separation and, and, and standards, living right. And they'd talk about the home. And they'd say things like, What would you have to get rid of? What would I have to get rid of? if Christ was to come to our home. Guess we'd have to do away with the internet, wouldn't we? Might have to do away with the phone. It's my lifeline. Well, we got by without them beforehand, didn't we? I think we can get by without them again. I'm just saying to you, look, you can be that soul winner. You can be that soul winner. You can be that soul winner, ma'am. Dallas, you can be that soul winner. That job where you work at. Just live for the Lord. Take your Bible. Take your Bible. I don't think they'll tell you you can't. Well, I'm not reading it, except when I'm on break. All right, y'all smile. Man, you're looking worse than when your mother-in-law moved in. I believe they both moved in, Pop and Mom, okay? Let's pray, amen. Thank you, Father, for the day. Thank you for the opportunity to teach. I pray now, God, bless your word in Jesus' name.